Sign fuck. My grandmother had six Christmas trees. Six. You know what was happening was she would like put them away and then she would forget that she had them. And she'd buy new fake Christmas trees. Yeah. And like the problem is, it's like we're clearing it. We're recording this episode on 9-11, which I want to say is just another day in Canada. <laughs> to us, it's Monday. Did your did your grandma buy the Christmas trees with uh, Canadian tire dollars? It's like I feel like every Canadian grandmother and like older parent probably went through a phase at some point in the 90s, early 2000s, where they were like, I'm going to get a deal with my Canadian tire money. I can't believe you fucking guy started recording while I was walking my dog and I said, wait. We just thought it'd be funny if you came in with no context as to what we've been talking about. And we're talking about can- Canadian tire money, which is a real thing. With Beefing their... because I'm stroking off, is it? Well, it's just like <laughs> their money is fake already. Now they have another yeah. fake currency the to go along with. The $20 Queen Elizabeth bill. <laughs> You know, I saw a TikTok recently that talked about what Canadian bills used to look like, and it was awesome. We used to have birds on every single bill. Remember that, Malcolm? Yeah. Was that before or after you guys were, you know, owned by the Queen? We have never not been owned by Okay. You were like, okay, was it before or after you were a colony? You know all your money looks like that, Sasha? It's because your country's for the birds. Got them. <laughs> the God beer boy. cracking oh. in the background for that. that was awesome. <laughs> Cameras on, boys. Let's see those pretty faces. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it looks like a phantom. <laughs> uh, Malcolm, can you describe what we're looking at right now? He looks. Uh, he's got no shirt on. Um, he is in complete darkness. He's in complete darkness. And he uh, is stroking his chin as if he has a beard. He's clean shaven. He's been flicking his nips. You get the full pepperoni nips, yeah. I don't know if they're pepperoni. I can't actually see his nips. From I, my I angle. can't. Harper, you want to lean back a bit? Let's see. Let's see them titties. Oh well, not until you subscribe to my premium snap service, <laughs> Robert. Will you marry me? Yeah, not yet. Uh, no, he's got a fidget spinner that's glow in the dark. It's got like it's like got got green and you know red and blue lights. It's just spinning. It's electric. Yeah, it's it's, it's not just glow in the dark. It. It's lighting up. Sorry, I mean, he's in the dark, so it could be glow in the dark. It's As like... Harper proposed to me, he brought out a, a fidget spinner with LEDs on it, and it's, it's the most beautiful thing in the world I've ever seen. Yeah. And I just have to say, yes, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. It's he said happening. yes. Okay, so an American I hear is now the captain of the Vancouver oh, Canucks. The Vancouver the first time Canucks. in Canucks history. So we then. already control your politics. Now we control your hockey too. Well, you don't control the politics because Justin Trudeau is in charge. Um, uh, and soon Pierre Polyev. Oh, did you see? Sorry. So uh, Pierre Polyev, who is uh, the scumbag leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, he <laughs> went. On, he was on a plane today. You know, we're recording on. 9-11. And he got on the intercom and was like, I just want to thank WestJet, 
and the air crew for this glorious flight. And I'm like, if I was on that plane, I would have fucking bodied him. Like I would have been because, you would assault a man at the one place you absolutely. probably shouldn't assault people. Absolutely. Because listen, literally, we've had this conversation before. Don't start shit at airplanes and airports. Listen, I'm a big guy and I'm like, get off the intercom. Like my thing is, is like, if you're not the staff of the, like the, on the airplane, like if you're not, um, you know, a stewardess or uh, the pilot, don't get on the fucking intercom. Like, I think that's a pretty easy. Pierre Polyev looks like Milhouse, regardless of whether he has glasses on or not. Like, he looks like that one frame that they have of Milhouse where he takes off his glasses and they're super the beady. opposition leader. I don't know who Pierre Molyneux or whatever. Leader of the Conservative Party. He's a huge oh. dweeb. He sounds like. He looks like Ben Shapiro got stung by bees. <laughs> that's a perfect analogy and i will use like that ben shapiro with bad Hold skin on. ben ben shapiro's got lip filler technically he's already been stung by bees Ooh, there you go sasha you uh you cut my my diatribe about ben's uh lip filler out on a previous episode how fucking and, uh, dare you i never let that that's go. my future husband right there how dare you censor him? harper or ben shapiro um, <laughs> yeah, Robert's game for Ben Shapiro to get to Abigail. I'm married to Robert Delilah. Okay, so he lives in Arizona. So I'm married to Robert. You guys, you got to talk faster. It's not. Like, I'm not. So I'm not I'm in love with my gay. sister. So I'm married to Barbie. I'm married, married to Robert to Delilah. Robert Delilah. <laughs> I went to see Barbie. It is a movie for little girls. All right, it's not. Wrong. It's a movie about dolls. His dick is so yummy, 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 yummy. He's coming my tummy. Yeah, I got this. Oh God. I don't like the fact that Ben Shapiro is sexually attracted. To <laughs> Robert, I've listened to every it's episode terrible. of Seinfuck at least four times. And the conclusion that I've drawn is that you have a massive honker. I heard you have a big hog. I heard you have a big, big hog. You're look, you're, your, dick's, your dick's looking a little dry there, sir. Yeah, I need a belly full of cum. We need to mute right now. Yeah, the, perfect for the... Seinfuck 50th anniversary spectacular. Uh, <laughs> no. We got to not call the episode that, by the way. We got to call it something like really dumb instead. Yeah, no, we're going to call it like vomit, piss, diarrhea. Just the usual schlock. Just the usual <laughs> expulsions. <laughs> it, yeah. It's going to be something like, but mommy, I puked in your vagina. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sasha. No. I'm putting that, that down as a possible title. No. Then we try and sell it to our friends and be like, no, no, no. It makes sense when you actually listen to it. Like listening in context, really, it really brings it home. It's just you're listening out of context. You took our words out of context. It's not what we meant to say. <laughs> we are. Uh, no, that, that yeah, yeah, that's not going to be. Well, it we, we talked earlier about things that would make me leave the podcast. That is on there. <laughs> that's on there. Well, why didn't you say Mark. that? Why did you make it this guessing game? Of like, you don't want to know, Sasha. I'm just a bit of a tease, Sasha. That's oh, all. Sasha. You never know. You know, Sasha, I gotta make you want it. Sasha, I'm not sure I, that's I'm the gotta make you want me. You know? I'm not really sure I, that's the way I want to go. I, the direction. I, I like the chase. I like the chase. <laughs> Why do you make him sound like Stuart from Mad TV? It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I love me doing my impression of Sasha's gross. impression of me. <laughs> I'll never forget, like, Robert getting mad because I suggested I do an impression of him in front of his family. And he's like, they're not going to find it, like, realistic. And then I did it. And his brother, like, head back, eyes closed, belly laugh, going, ha, 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 ha,
<laughs> that is true, yeah. David is always sounds like my my brother David. He always sounds like like a supervillain who just is like pre monologue. <laughs> It's just like it's uh, Harper knows like Harper's known my brother for a very long time. He's so funny. One time we were too loud for we slept right next to David. <laughs> I was like on the floor in Robert's room. And he comes in there and he's got a Coke bottle, it's empty. He he like looks at me, he's just like, if you're not more quiet, I'm going to put this in your asshole filled <laughs> with sulfuric acid and slowly <laughs> drip in. To your process. I mean, that is legitimately happened once. I was yeah. just like, who let you have sulfuric acid, David? He's like, good night. <laughs> <laughs> my, my brother. Was he always like a, a funny threat guy? He's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> no, I mean, there was a legit betting pool during high school. My brother was always top of the list. Yeah, people, people were pretty odds in on the pool that David would be the school shooter, but they were, they were wrong. Uh, that's not even a joke. I, I just want you to know that. I put money down on him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he went into the military. It's fine. He channeled his aggression. Yeah, there it is. And now he speaks like four languages. Good for him. Yeah, good, good for him. him. You know, like just as they say, you know, 9-11 happens and then you go to war with three different countries that had nothing to do and with And my brother life. speaks all their languages. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we come out with the 50th episode being the first visual episode? I'm just saying. We'll do that for the 52nd episode, potentially. Yeah, that'll be our real anniversary, number 52. Because, you, know, you know, they say that's the you know, DC 52, uh, Seinfeld 52. Listen, he, he's on to something. He's on to something, Robert. What's 9 minus 11? Two. It took you a long time to come to that, but we'll <laughs> get to that. You turned the two upside down. What do you got? I, a five? A Backwards five. five? Wait, 9 minus 11 is negative two. Huh? Nine minus eleven is negative two. He's right. I oh, was sorry, Mister Mathematician. You want to suck your own dick? Boy, I wish I could. It'll save me a lot of money. Hey, Robert, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? You, you seem like someone who is um, uh, perpetually outraged. <laughs> My question for you: Have you ever seen like a sign that someone has put out in front of either a business or like their house that is wrong, but so confidently wrong that you? think about it afterwards give, give me an example and i might have an idea so there is i've actually seen this in a couple of places but the example that i'm going to go with is that there's a bar on main street in vancouver they put out on one of those like you place your own letters and make whatever message type of signs like you'd see at like a, a marquee they put up a joke that just said in dog beers i've only had one. Oh goodness gracious so you've had seven beers yeah that's pretty good uh, that's that. I mean, that's not funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah. just the thing. Think about it for a second long. <laughs> dog. I get it. Dog beers. Yeah, it's in dog ears. It's you've seven <laughs> dogs. No, no. It's Think not about funny. It. It's just no, no, no. Dumb. You need you need to keep thinking about it. You there yet? I mean, no, not really. So, is it the pun on dog? If ears? what he's saying is in dog beers, he's had one. Dogs had an accelerated Whoa, then, life. So he's had one seventh of a beer. Okay. Is that what made you think of that? That negative two thing made you think of that, didn't it? What? The nine minus 11. That's the negative two made you think of that. He's been, he's got this locked and loaded. Like when Sasha comes on to the podcast and he's doing beer stuff, it's going to be a banger, right? It's a Boy, banger. I've I had one you, seventh of a beer. My name's oh. Sasha. I have one seventh of an IPA. <laughs> Robert, a guy is trying to pass off the fact that he's had less beer 
then presumably his nagging partner wants him to have life. had. And so... Like, I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, no, it's, you just went... It's incredibly oh. dumb. I don't know if it's incredibly dumb so much as it's wrong because of what they're trying to communicate. Because the more you think about it, you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. So you're saying you had one-seventh of a beer? Why would you say you have had you've had one beer i mean i i I get your issue with it at the same time it just kind of seems like you're pulling hairs or splitting hairs sorry what are you talking about (laughs) it's it's communicating the opposite of what it wants to communicate yeah but unintentionally but you understand the joke nonetheless no but once you understand the joke then you think about it some more and you realize that the point they're making is not serving what they're trying to communicate sure but People get it done. Like people aren't going to. No, no, no. But it only like the very <laughs> weird people, very weird antisocial people are going to be like, um, excuse me. I think you got this little mixed. Up. I am so mad right now. <laughs> I know. What the awesome. fuck? <laughs> you guys know Scooby Doo? Never sure. seen it before? No, no. So <laughs> no. About, uh, yeah, we haven't got that in Canada yet. Scooby Doo. You know they'll regularly have celebrity guests uh, like the Harlem Globetrotters or. Kiss. Or the cast of Supernatural. Cast that episode was so good. They made a movie about uh, Scooby Doo and Kiss, so that makes me very. They made several. Happy. They made several. Listen, Kiss, Kiss has everything. All right, you want to kiss coffin, got it. If you want to kiss, you know, hammer, you got it. You want to yep. kiss treehouse, it's in the works. If you could insert one celebrity into a Scooby Doo mystery for one episode, who would you choose? I don't know why I think this would be really funny, but John Mulaney, I think, would be incredible on a Scooby-Doo. Horrible guess for Scooby-Doo. No, but he's, like, completely useless. Like, he doesn't solve anything. He just complains the whole time. Exactly. That's why it's funny. I'm trying to think of, like, maybe the Island Boys? Horrible. They make out of each other. I would just like that. I would just say that's probably a realistic like. They, they go for the Island Boys' help, and they're just in a closet making out with each other. Completely <laughs> <laughs> dadded out. Like, let's see what the uh, Island Boys think. No, no. <laughs> Rex Ryan to Ray, guys. What's that fucking dog saying? I don't know. Kiss me. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sasha? Who would be your um, your celebrity that you think could be on the show? Stephen A. Smith. Oh, yes. Why don't I know who this is? Because it's sports. <laughs> I like sports. I don't like hockey or football because it's fake or any of that. He's stuff. a basketball. He's a basketball football guy. Well, From- okay. And he gets outraged really easily. And you'll like throw his towel and be like, come on, man. That's your take. <laughs> That's your take. And there's also a great compilation video of him predicting the wrong team to win the NBA finals like 10 years in a row. Awesome. We love a we love a local celebrity. What about you, Harper? Who was yours? Sam Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hello. Hyde would just be the villain. He's just yeah. walking around in a, in a hallway like behind this, this Scooby-Doo gang. He's just like, yeah. this place is driving me bongos. I'm going Zuzu in here. <laughs> Wait, Keenan Thompson guessed it on Scooby Doo? As as who? As Keenan Thompson. Oh. What? Oh no. There's a current series of Scooby Doo called Scooby Doo and Guess Who, and I'm going to about to name some of this uh some of these uh appearances and I want you to react accordingly. Right. Chris Paul, Wanda Sykes, <laughs> Ricky Gervais, 
I just like the idea of Ricky Gervais being like, you know, just just being like, uh, there's no God. <laughs> like, the, okay, just, hey, Scooby, have you given up your belief in God? <laughs> there's no such thing as ghosts. Uh, Jaleel White as Steve Urkel. All right, that makes sense. But it, it was that recently or was that? Yeah, in this the is 2019 is when this series started. I'm going to keep reading these. Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Tell, Teller can't even speak. Why was he there? Jim Gaffigan. Okay, yeah, I can see All that. All right, that's fair. He has like nine children. Weird Al. Okay, that also is fair. Perfect one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sia, the pop music star as herself. Okay. Sia, yeah. Kenan Thompson. Now you see it, now you don't. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. <sighs> Mark Hamill. Okay, that's fair. He's a great voice actor. Uh, Halsey, which I don't know who the fuck that is. She's like a singer. Hard line down on decay, unbelievable. Uh, Steve Buscemi. This is one of <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Uh, Jeff Dunham. Oh okay. no! No fucking way they put. Jeff he does Dunham Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. I'm sure. In Scooby Doo. Uh, Maddie Ziegler. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> the what bottom of the list? bill was scraped. Was it? Was he joined by Bill Angville and Larry the Cable Guy? Was it like the three of no, them? No, like... it looks like it was Jeff. Just Jeff Foxworthy. Just Jeff. The thing with this, the premise of this show of like constantly having new guests in is like, this is this is for the parents watching it with their kids who are like, oh, oh please give me someone I recognize. Because there's no kid who sees the reveal at the beginning of the episode. It's like, Wanda Sykes is on this episode? No way! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malcolm McDowell. What? <laughs> exactly. It says the Hex Girls, but the Hex Girls have been a Scooby-Doo staple since like 1998. Is it Malcolm McDowell as Alex Delage from A Clockwork Orange? Clockwork Orange, that would be incredible. I think it's just him, though. I mean, he played uh, Alex Delage in uh, the Space Jam, in too. Space Jam, so. Yeah, he's very clearly in the background of Space Jam. Uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> What? Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye. Those are that's the list so far. <laughs> Dude, Neil deGrasse Tyson. This is an ongoing series, so I'm sure they're gonna listen to this podcast and say, like, oh, Scooby Doo and the Redneck Comedy Tour. John Mulaney. And- Can you imagine Christian Slater solving Scooby Doo mysteries where it's like, what do you think, Christian? And he's like, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I think we should go into that room over there, Scoob. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, in 2014, Scooby-Doo had Scooby-Doo and the WrestleMania mystery. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a, a terrible, terrible time for television. Morgan Freeman did a, it has an episode. I say we have to take the mask off and see who's really scaring people off the property. Andy Dufresne, what are you doing here? I thought you'd be in Sowatanejo. <laughs> I thought you crawled through three miles of shit-smelling foulness and came out clean the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Trebek before he passed. Oh, I'm glad you specified that. I thought it was Alex Trebek after he died. It's just, it's just the, yeah, it's just the gases escaping from his corpse. I feel like the Blues Brothers should have been on, on Scooby Doo. I think that would have been a really good episode. I, no, I don't think so. I thought they were a long. Well, time yeah, ago. it would have been Blues Brothers 2000 with Jim. <laughs> yeah. Robert, remember when you said that Jim Belushi was the Belushi that was in Blues Brothers one? I'll kill you. taylor had a wild dream the other day that involves one of you actually taylor being sasha's girlfriend obviously doesn't need explanation 
It does need explanation. It does. It's funny because like Taylor's dreams are often like very grounded in that they feature people she knows doing things that are like outside of the realms of possibility and feels like something that could conceivably happen. So she came to me and she told me that uh, she had a dream that it was it was three of us on vacation. It was me, Taylor and Malcolm. And we were all sharing a room. We were in like Mexico or something in a hotel. And the way she said it is that Malcolm and I kept, we got, we got stuck in this pattern of doing things for the bit. (laughs) She said that it was like out of control where it was just like anything we did was just very much, we would like do something stupid and go, ah, but it was for the bit. It was for the bit. (laughs) So you had gay sex with Malcolm. Yeah, that's, that's where it goes. (laughs) Great so she says that we start fucking and she catches us and she's like what's she going on and we just and we're both like oh but it's it's for the it bit, was funny, babe. Babe. It's bit i'm sorry babe and so funny, don't worry babe. about it honey <laughs> at that point taylor burst through the door and goes no why wasn't i in this dream <laughs> yeah why is it a robert taylor's like we do not ever want to see you again you are persona non grata and we leave <laughs> And then as we're leaving, I say, like, you know, it was for the bit, though, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up. Oh, that's such a f- fucked up. That was. <laughs> I'm going to say this kindly, Sasha. The CIA couldn't torture that out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Batman could not extort that information from me, my friend. Exactly. (laughs) You know what's crazy is that girlfriends will have those dreams and they'll be like mad at you when they wake up. Yeah, like you did something in my dream and I'm upset. I've never had that actually. That's like one of the most common observations nowadays, but I feel like it's a recent phenomenon where women will wake up and be like, I had a dream that you were sleeping with another woman and I caught you and you said it wasn't a big deal. And I'm, I'm still mad at you. And it's just like, I had a dream that I went to go cut up a pineapple. This is the conversations that we have where it's like, she has these really emotional affecting dreams where she's like, and then we got in a fight and you're like, I, I, I need some time and space. And you, and you say, what I said, what, what, what does that mean? Like, we're, are you breaking up with me? And you said, I just want, uh, I just want some space right now. And then you left me alone. <laughs> and then I was just crying. I feel like, and like that's a little more understandable than having gay sex with one of your friends <laughs> for a bit. It's yeah. a little bit like the outlandish line has been crossed. Oh, it wasn't so outlandish when we did it though. And it was a no, funny no. bit. It was a funny bit. <laughs> I thought I mean, funny penis was our was our yeah. crowd killer. Yeah, let me tell you about my dream. Robert's dreams are always incredibly horrific. I don't know what he eats before bed, but it's been like a thing for seven years now where he'll he'll be like, I was in a hallway and then suddenly gravity inverted and I was carrying a serving tray and everything inside of it just started spilling upwards, but not in the way that I was falling. And I was just sitting there just like, well, I had a dream that I was lifting weights in the same room as some hot women, and it made me uncomfortable. I tried to leave, but it just sent me back <laughs> to the other entrance. <laughs> but it's like I've had another uh, friend of ours who was just like, yeah, I think Malcolm and Sasha would get married for a bit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is this like thing? Like we're being like fan gaslighted by, by the women around that are like circle our lives who are like these two guys. 
Can't just be good buddies. They got to like fuck each, fuck each other in their dreams so they get married. I mean, I've been in public with both of you guys and I'm, I get that you guys are, you know, good for the bit, but I don't think you'd go that far. I don't know what these women are seeing. Yeah, we're getting shipped. It's, you know, listen, it's just it's the it's the one of the one of the several queer baiting relationships of this podcast. I have a bit. Um, I have a, a segment. Yeah, as you know, I um I've been working just on a, uh, on a piece of literature that I think will change the world. <gasps> I uh, I recently finished chapter two of the Calypso Recall. My God, it's finally here! Oh my here. God, our prayers are answered. I've been kissing the little bronze bust of Malcolm I have in my closet every single night, praying, hoping, you wishing. Me out of bronze? Why did you come in third place? <laughs> <laughs> Too uh, broke for gold. This is chapter two, uh, which I call I Drown in Her Wetness. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting The Calypso Recall, chapter two by Malcolm McLeod. There was a rip in the force field and the Galactus Empire's large, slender silver ships had pierced through the shields of the resistance. Man had once dreamed of reaching the stars. Now man dreams of simpler times, but I digress. I remember my birth. I was pushed out of, my, of the warmth of my mother's vaginal Canal. <laughs> Vaginal canal. Thank you. really have the line, I remember my birth. <laughs> yeah, don't comment. Uh, just listen. Um, <laughs> I was pushed out of the warmth of my mother's vaginal canal and into the cold of an unforgiving universe filled with heartbreak and death. I cried my big cry when I entered the world. My big cry. Why would a god be so cruel as to allow me to enter this realm of existence? I would cry myself for weeks to sleep, nay, years, thinking about the complex cruelty of man. Somehow I grew up. I stopped being a baby. I started becoming a boy and then a TJ, teenager. And finally, I, I evolved into the man you see before you today. But I digress. The Space Brigades for having a big party. I, Captain Thomas Tubular, Man of the Stars, was in charge of putting together the celebrations, but I have a secret. I'm afraid of balloons. Ever since the synthetic helium was discovered on Xeon B4209, the sounds of the popping have made me shard out my creamers. Creamers in this world are delicious faith-based snacks, but I digress. I told my best friend, Dr. Philharmonic Gay Orchestra, his name has changed because of a marriage he had with a woman from Elon 2B6 about the party. He was gleeful, and he and his wife, Mistress Concubine Gay Orchestra Cello, would be hosting the party. I would just be attending, for I like to be anonymous at events, for I have an anxiety disorder called parallaxis. But I digress. As the streamers were being propped up you. on my ship's main hallways, and the gray gale was being poured into the hollowed out and hardened bellies of the pork people of Avalon 6B8, I could not help but wonder who would I meet. We invited members of the resistance from across the galaxy to attend our soiree. Oh, the network to be had. But I digress. The music starts to blare, and as the members of the resistance Rebels Alliance of the Universe started showing up. I happened to notice a buxom blonde-haired stud of a lady from the other side of my ship's soiree room. Was this love at first sight? 
I, Captain Thomas Tubular, man of the stars, had to talk to this beautiful specimen of a human woman. Her tits perfect, her vaginal lips pressed against the gray latex skin-tight uniform she was wearing. Mmm. I walked over to her with confidence of a thousand sons. As I showed to her, a man with a mission to fuck. The I was stopped. Of a thousand sons. My God! I heard Doctor Gayporn Orchestra. We're being attacked. The party drew out its weapons, and over the space intercom, I heard the sound of a man. It was my mortal enemy. My name is Gordon from the House of Gordon. We command you to surrender by the order of the Galactus Empire. I turned over to get this beautiful woman's name before we started to fight, but she was gone. Will I ever find her? I thought as I shed a tear for a potential love lost, but I digress. End of chapter. I got progressively more angry at you every single time you said, but I digress. And I can barely look at you right now. <laughs> Malcolm, can you can you send this to publishers as a tease so that if you get published before Robert, it'll be so, so funny? I would literally murder you. <laughs> I have offers from six major publishers. Um, E.L. James is mentoring me right now. They say that I have the talent of a generation. I would literally murder you. They say that this is a story that will be told for, I, just not my words, for generations. See, this just makes me happy because in a recent thing I wrote, a cheap romance novelist did get murdered, and I was not sad about it. This is not a romance novel. This this is an epic uh, story set in the stars. Robert, I do think that you should write a story about each of us getting murdered and like your character living a very rich and like healthy life well like uh his his like secretly hated author uh comrades get murdered brutally yeah you should call it if i did it <laughs> <laughs> i will kill myself if you get that published I will like i will like i might not actually kill you malcolm but i probably will kill myself oh <laughs> i'll kill you i'll do it Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you only true friends would kill me at that point. Only true. Oh my god! I, I like. I I'm gonna be honest. The Calypso Recall Chapter Two threw me off so much. My brain is like, like <laughs> a fog right now. I am like like rage and hate and self hatred is just kind of flowed there to a point where I like my whole segment is just like, how do I bring this up? I can't. I'm too angry. So are you saying that you have finally been exposed to good writing and you realize that your life is a lie? Oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Why don't you read a submission, Robert? Do we have a submission to read? No, yeah. I'm not reading a fucking submission. <laughs> no, we got We can talk more. I mean, I have... Uh, okay, how about I, 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 this? This is going to be my fucking segment. It was going to be, what is your most shameful YouTube subscription, you fucking... It wasn't going to be that, but it's on the notes, so I'm going to fucking ask you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I'm ask you guys. Sorry, guys, my video <laughs> points came out. My most shameful YouTube subscription. Yeah, pull it up. What's what are you subscribed to in YouTube <laughs> that you wouldn't want even your mom to know? Probably Game Grumps. People knowing that I like Game Grumps or that I watch them on occasion might get me removed from certain social circles that I inhabit. Luckily, put on certain watch cool lists. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> I think I'm subscribed to BuzzFeed. <laughs> Oof. Oof. That is sad. 
Yeah, oh. I'm gonna have to replace you, Sasha. I think you fed enough of uh, Malcolm's voice to that AI. We can, yeah, we can just AI, AI the rest of this. The other day, <laughs> I showed that to my girlfriend, and she was honestly horrified. <laughs> I mean, the Hindi was the most accurate sounding is what it was. You sound, Malcolm sounds really good speaking French. You sound really good speaking Spanish. And Harper is just kind of an all-rounder. Anything I have him say, I'm like, my God, he is an Italian man. You know, I saw a weird uh, movie the other day. You guys ever seen Inuo? No. Sounds vaguely familiar. Inuo was about... uh... I won't spend too much time on it because Malcolm hates anime and he bullies me every time I talk about it off camera. You fucking nerd. Yeah. You got it. You're going to eat your boogers next time I see you, little fucking nerd. Get ready to make friends with the toilet. I'm sorry, boogers? Yeah, I don't like the way you said boogers. <laughs> don't worry, Sasha. This time it's a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's our, that's our safe so. word. It's a bit. <laughs> it's a bit. That's that a really long safe word. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is about Inuo Harper? Because I actually am curious now because the, the art of the thing looks really cool. It's about some kid that uh, gets blinded by a cursed Japanese regalia at the bottom of a lake and uh, or a river or whatever where a famous battle occurred. And uh, because of this curse, there's a, a child born in the same village that it like has an extra long arm. He's like horribly deformed and stuff. He has to wear a gourd mask everywhere. And the blinded child uh, learns to play the Biwa and they just happen to meet up one day and the Biwa player uh, is learning stories or whatever. And spirits happen to gather around the kid with the long deformity arm and the gourd mask. And he can dance really well. And uh, it turns into a Japanese Edo period rock opera. I was in awe when he started dancing like the King of Pop to a song that was ostensibly about a Edo period feudal Japan battle. <laughs> and uh, then the the Queen tribute was nice, although it had taken me out of the movie considerably. Wait, they had a tribute to Queen Elizabeth in the movie? Oh my God. Or Queen, the band. Queen. Uh, okay, that would have been. I'm sorry to say, that would have been a lot funnier. Syntax, context. It's. Such is so you. done with this. <laughs> I think we should. Just like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit all this out. <laughs> it's true. I really do feel like I broke your brain, Robert. Like I really feel like you're am, you're a shell. I I spent all day yesterday and pretty much the majority of the day today writing. And so I think that's probably why the Calypso recall broke me in the way it did. Yeah, I probably spent like more than 20 hours over the last two days. And he just pussy lips pressed against gray <laughs> polyester. Yeah, the real question is, it was it her pussy lips or her vulva? There is a distinction. She, he said pussy lips. I'm just yeah. quoting. I think he said vaginal lips. <laughs> yes, I said. Oh, he did say vaginal her, lips. I said That's her. T- yeah, so much was, worse. Her vaginal That's lips pressed so against worse. the gray latex skin tight uniform. Well, well fitting. Like, it's honestly uh... good that you aren't right next to me right now, because they probably <laughs> would have strangled you. <laughs> like, it's not even a joke at this point. <laughs> they would have assaulted you in some way. <laughs> You really want this on the record, Robert? I will kill you. <laughs> I said I would have assaulted you, not killed you. 
Well, you also said you were going to kill me. I would have. I would have been escorted out of the apartment. Uh, I will listen, Robert. I would. It would be an honor for you to kill me. I just think it would take a lot more effort than you think it would, because I'm a man who has beat death before, and I will beat it from your hands. That's right. I'll be. I'll. I will beat you off from death, from killing me. You will beat him off. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit. It's a bit. All right. Let's write a response and then we can uh, find our way out of episode 50. Uh, We did it. We got to 50 episodes and we've got, we're going to do at least 50 more. When we make it to 100, who would everyone's dream cameo be to wish us uh, congratulations for that accomplishment? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. I want to get Fernando Tatis Jr. on so I can just ask about him getting caught for uh, steroids the entire time. I think that would really make me happy. Uh, let's. Uh, how about Putin? Everyone, um, he's a controversial figure. He'll boost our numbers. If you don't, if he's not on a cameo by the time we get to a hundred, I'm getting Stephen A. Smith for you. Obama would be nice. He's also Obama. not on. No, you got to find an actor also on. Find on cameo. Pretty much the entire cast of Scrubs is on there. I do like JD. I, I, we might, might be crazy, but I feel like we're above getting Zach Braff as a, as a cameo. <laughs> that is insane. Actually, we wanted to speak of Zach Braff. I was going to save this for another episode, but I want to read it out. So there's a, an account on Twitter. It's called Letterboxd Reviews with Threatening Auras. And someone reviewed Zach Braff's 2023 film that he directed, A Good Person. And I just want to read this out because I, it is... One of the greatest things that's ever been posted on Letterboxd. It's going to take yeah. a sec. It goes, they give it half a star. And the person is Lee M. Q. L. Uh, spelt uh, K-U-I-L. Um, it goes, one time someone gave me Zach Braff's phone number. And years later, I was bored and called it, but no one answered. Later, he called back and left a very nasty message accusing me of prank calling him for years and making his life hell and said, finally, he had my phone number and he was going to report me to the cops. His manager or something called me repeatedly over the next few weeks, telling me to stop calling him and that they were going to get the police involved. I was like, I only called him once, you bootlicking moron. Sometimes I play people Zach's voice message which is funny because of how upset he sounds anyway fuck you zach this movie looks stupid as hell why don't you write a movie about how i dialed your phone number once and you cried about it you little bitch (laughs) that's it (laughs) didn't he also like assault a 12 year old who was on because he was on on an episode of punked yeah it would like it it would they pretend scratched his car and he like beat up a 12 year old so no he did yeah he did do that so i will say that knowing the 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 uh, punk story of Zach Braff, this also sounds very Completely real. believable, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this guy's going off the handle. And I just love that this was reviewed March uh, 30th, 2023, which was before his movie, A Good Person, uh, was released. And it turns <laughs> out, out, yeah. And it turns out Zach Braff, not a good person. He's a bad person. Or at least a, a bratty person. So our fan question comes from us today from Al, or it could be AI. I'm not quite sure with this format. Are there like is there dots in between it? Or no, is it just... there's no dots, but it doesn't quite look like a cap. It doesn't look like a lowercase L. It looks like a capital I. Okay. What song did he recommend? All right. I'm going to make an assumption that if there's no dots in between the the A and then the next letter, that's probably L. But it's. It looks different in this form. Uh, this whole fucking thing. I've I'm lost at, I'm at, my soul in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, give me a second. 
Um, their their problematic song recommendation was Foster the People Pumped Up Kicks. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the question is much worse, and it is, I'd like to have each of the sign fuckers answer this one at a time. What is, comma, individually, comma, the worst terrorist attack you could pull off, question mark, and in parentheses, mass shootings do not count? Ironically, because their song recommendation was pumped up kicks. Hi, Joe. Um, Hi, Joe. <laughs> I could knock over a bin somewhere and probably yell at a homeless man. What do you well, that, fucking want from me? What do you what want a, from me, Joe? That's, that's not a terrorist attack. You, that's not, you, you've got to make the assumption that... I'm terrorizing uh, a homeless man. <laughs> that's a listen, if you Listen, that terrorist attack by you, uh, Robert, is just you announcing your, uh, announcing your run for Senate as a Republican. <laughs> Have you ever considered that Joe is like your CIA personally assigned agent trying to get you into terrible situations and uh, implicate you in crimes you didn't commit? That's why he got you fired from the ginger place, because that way he knew your life would go off track and you'd be a potential terrorist. Yeah, he certainly has a vested interest in my failure. So um, <laughs> he's like, I got to get you back up into the mountains, uh, planting yeah, trees said, with which me. Which 5G boy. tower are you going to take a bandsaw to? What's the best terrorist attack I could pull off? The best? The best? It says the worst terrorist it attack. It seems like a good time to use that 9-11 logo, by the way, that uh, we made at the beginning of the podcast. Can you, could you steal a truck and drive it into a building and then it goes kablamo? Like that's. It's so this hard country, to do this probably. Tastefully. This is, there's no way to, this is not, this is the anniversary of 9 11 and we're having to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, but this is. This is the most exhausting episode we've ever recorded. I'm just saying. What is the funniest 9-11 memory we all have? Mine was, it was the day my dad got braces. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's the magazines. I got those magazines. I could pull them out, start reading, flipping through. Yeah, actually, let's uh, let's get like five or six under our belt before we wrap this thing. (laughs) So for me, my elementary school music teacher taught me... uh, taught us all a song that most of us millennials still know, uh, proud to be an American. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the post 9-11 propaganda was concerning fighting terrorists by being more patriotic than ever, uh, which may have blown up in our faces. However, Green Day's hit album, American Idiot aside, that song, it still sticks to my heart. And uh, Robert, I know you know the words. Well, I'm proud to, to be, be an American, American where well, at least I know I'm free. free. And I won't forget the land of death. Bring that right to me, and I proudly stand up next to you. That's right. Sorry. That's what America I think my favorite about. 9-11 memory, this didn't happen on 9-11, but this was a day. But it, was, it didn't happen on 2001-9-11, but it was 9-11 nonetheless. And my junior year uh, social studies teacher that I think Harper will remember uh, was drinking since like 8 a.m. that day and basically said uh, in no small words that we should. So that was fun. And that Jesus was like Christ. 2011. That was like 10 years after the fact. 
My God, I think for me the the most like the the most memorable was the day that it was happening. My mom woke my brother and I up and then forced us to watch CNN and be like, "You have to remember this. History is in the making." And then the second plane went into the tower. Did you know that there was an episode of Scooby Doo and Guess Who where they met the cast of Scooby Doo? This isn't working out. This isn't. It was, I thought you were going to say it was like on this week's episode, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, where where Scooby and the gang were when the gang. towers got hit. We have to yeah. unmask Bin Laden. I think I think there's a funny joke I heard pretty recently. Um, how did it go? <laughs> this, this is a great content, guys. Um. So, a rabbi, a priest. And an imam walk into a bar. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? How could this have happened? What does that mean? Il y avait une déchirure dans le champ de force et les grands et minces navires argentés de l'Empire Galactus avaient percé les boucliers de la Résistance. Autrefois, les hommes rêvaient d'atteindre les étoiles. Aujourd'hui, ils rêvent de temps plus simples. Mais je m'éloigne du sujet. Je me souviens de ma naissance. J'ai été poussé hors de la chaleur du canal vaginal de ma mère et dans le froid d'un univers impitoyable, rempli de chagrin et de mort. J'ai poussé mon grand cri en entrant dans le monde. Pourquoi un dieu serait-il si cruel pour me permettre d'entrer dans ce royaume de l'existence Je pleurais pendant des semaines, voire des années, en pensant à la cruauté complexe de l'homme. D'une manière ou d'une autre, j'ai grandi, j'ai arrêté d'être un bébé. J'ai commencé à devenir un garçon, puis un adolescent, et finalement, j'ai évolué pour devenir l'homme que vous voyez devant vous aujourd'hui. Mais je m'éloigne du sujet. Les brigades spatiales organisaient une grande fête. Moi, le capitaine Thomas Tubular, homme des stars, j'étais chargé d'organiser les festivités, mais j'avais un secret. J'avais peur des ballons. Depuis que l'hélium synthétique a été découvert sur le Zéon B-409, les sons des éclats m'ont fait lancer mes crèmes. Les crèmes dans ce monde sont de délicieuses collations religieuses, mais je m'éloigne du sujet. J'ai parlé de la fête à mon meilleur ami, Dr Philharmonic Gay Orchestra, son nom a changé en raison d'un mariage qu'il a eu avec une femme dès l'onde de B6. Il était joyeux et lui et sa femme, Mistress Concubine Gay Orchestra Cello, organiseraient de la fête. Je serai simplement présent car j'aime rester anonyme lors des événements, car je souffre d'un trouble anxieux appelé parallaxis. Mais je m'éloigne du sujet. Alors que les banderoles étaient calées dans les couloirs principaux de Monvaisio et que la Gaël Grises et de Versailles dansent les ventres creux et durcis des hommes porcs de Balan Sex B8, je ne pouvais même pêcher de me demander qui pourrais-je rencontrer. Nous avons invité des membres de la résistance de toute la galaxie à assister à notre soirée. Oh, le réseautage à avoir. Mais je m'éloigne du sujet. La musique commence à retentir et alors que les membres de l'Alliance des rebelles de la résistance de l'univers commencent à apparaître, il se trouve que je remarque un étalon plantureux aux cheveux blonds d'une dame de l'autre côté de la salle de soirée de mon navire. Était-ce un coup de foudre Moi, le capitaine Thomas Tubular, l'homme des étoiles, devait parler à ce magnifique spécimen de femme humaine. Ses seins, 
parfait. Ses lèvres vaginales se pressèrent contre l'uniforme moulant en latex gris qu'elle portait. Mmm. Je me suis approché d'elle avec la confiance de mille soleils. Je me suis dirigé vers elle, un homme avec une mission, pour baiser. Mon Dieu J'ai entendu Dr. Gay Porn Orchestra. Nous sommes attaqués Le groupe a sorti ses armes et, par l'interphone spatial, j'ai entendu le bruit d'un homme. C'était mon ennemi mortel. Je m'appelle Gordon, de la maison Gordon. Nous vous ordonnons de vous rendre sur ordre de l'Empire Galactus. Je me suis retourné pour obtenir le nom de cette belle femme avant que nous commencions à nous battre, mais elle avait disparu. La retrouverai-je un jour, pensais-je, en versant une larme pour un amour potentiel perdu. Mais je m'éloigne du sujet. 